week's Devil in the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Parkinson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me on the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hey Rob. You have a good week mate? Yeah, brilliant mate. Uh, cracking went on, on Friday night, I was a bit shocked really with the, the performance, but really pleased with it and uh, looking forward to this Thursday mate, can't wait. Cool, and also joins us on the show to talk all about that is Dan Robinson, right Dan? Good evening Rob, you okay buddy? You having a good, having a good week mate, celebrating the win? Oh, certainly am, you know, I went uh, travelled up with Paul on uh, Friday and uh, yeah, what a win, it was uh, a very, very good performance, I thought we played quite well and uh, excited for Thursday. Cool, so what have we on the show this week, Paul? We've got the news, we've got a review of the fantastic result away at Witness, we've got the amateur report and we've got a preview of Thursday's match against St. Helens. Cool, so we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll start with the news. So, big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Long contract galore. Ben Bernard Masala, Junior Sal, Wellaraki and Ian Watson. All signs, big contracts, Paul. You know, great result for the club. Yeah, certainly, yeah. I believe from what, what we've been talking about off air that, you know, some of the, those players were, were highly sought after by other clubs, especially Big Ben in the form he's, you know, I think to tie him down on the long-term deals, you know, it's, it's good work by the, by the club. And the quality players, aren't they? And, Gonna build it, build a side. You want to build it round these these players, and especially the Watson announcement. I thought that was a great tonic going into the witness game. You know, quality young coach, and we've got this continuity now, stability. So, uh, all things seem to be to be going in the right direction. Yeah, Ben Minutemasala uh, also picked up a long con- long term contract. Dan, you know, he's a big part of our our team, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll get this contract and he'll uh, keep taking us to the next level. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's enjoying himself as well at the club, that's the main thing, you know, his, his wife and his uh, daughter are quite settled at the club, um, I think his wife plays at Haydock, I think, uh, rugby, so she's quite settled as well, um, so I think it was a bit of a no-brainer, and you know, it was good work by the club, as we spoke off air, you know, rumour has it that you know, the likes of Leeds and St. Helens were looking at him, just for his, his presence on the field, and for us to, to tie him down to a long-term contract, it's, you know, the club's moving in the right direction, Followed by the announcements of, you know, the other ones that have signed, you know, Well Haraki, massive player when he's played for us. I know he's out injured at the moment, but you know, Jack Dearden announced that Witness will be back soon. Um, you know, Lamatazi, who I think has played fantastic for us since he's come uh, back from Saints. I really think he's done well. And uh, you know, like I said, the big one was was keeping Watson, which was a, you know, a massive massive person that is pushing our club in the right direction, and we we need to. Keep that going and, and get more of them signed up. Yeah, Junior Sow, also a fan's favourite, Paul, uh, getting a long-term contract as well. You know, Junior Sow, always great with the fans uh, and obviously brilliant on the pitch as well. Yeah, certainly, yeah, he's brilliant with the fans and he can, he can play a bit as well. And he's reliable, isn't he, Junior Sow? You know what you're going to get with him. He's, he's a person who's, who's there every week and, and he's been here a few seasons now as well. It's all like you say, you're getting continuity and stability and I don't think it works like we said before about wholesale changes at the end of seasons and like that. I think if you can just keep the nucleus of your side and keep adding quality to it I think you're going to go in the right direction Yeah, talking about the Ian Watson uh, deal, uh, Dan you know, like we said, he's you know, signed a long term contract, it allows him to mould this squad, obviously the squad we've got is a very good squad but tinkering around the edges in the next couple of years, we, we could be you know, on for something big here yeah, it is. He's, he's putting his stamp on the team as well, and you can see that this season. You know, I think a lot of last season might have been Tim Sheen's um, sort of in the background sorting things out, but you can clearly see, uh, you know, that Ian Watson's putting his stamp on the side, and the players are respecting that, and they're 
they're taking everything on board he's saying. You know, I mean, the, the games that we've had this season, you know, we should have won at Leeds, we should have won at Wakefield, and, you know, we played quite you know, quite good, and I think that's that's his brand of rugby, saying we're trying to create a culture at the club, and you can see that. Yeah, I think the culture is important, Dan. Uh, but like I say, with Ian Blee, he's a local lad, and Ian Watson, a local lad, Paul, you know, you've got that sort of local feel about it as well. They both know what, you know, Salford Red Devils is all about, and, you know, them two in control of our leadership, uh, sort of uh, pyramid, we'll call it, is is a good thing. Yeah, it certainly is, and I think um, like the, the whole ethos of the club. I've said this before, I think on, on Facebook or whatever. But I think the whole ethos of the club last sort of six months has changed, especially throughout the close season and then coming into this season. The feels there's a totally different feeling around the club. Um, and I think it's it, the, the, the support. I've never known the supporters to be to be this sort of close to the, to the players as they are now. There's a real sort of tight knit sort of feeling around the place and. Everybody's in a good mood, and that, that obviously that comes with winning matches as well. We've had a, had some good wins and a decent start to the season, but I think even before that, I think there was that sort of feel good factor around the club, and that, a lot of that's down to Ian Blaze and the, the way he's brought things, and Andy and Watson as well. And um, I'd just like to give a mention to Willie Poaching because I think he's done a done a top job coming in, and you know he's behind the scenes there, Willie, and um, you know a lot of the, the stuff we've been doing, you know, the defensive work and things like that the last few weeks a lot of that's down to how he's been coaching the lads as well and Martin Gleeson so I think we've got a recipe for success there with them and uh, you know it's long, long may it continue we're doing okay yeah I think it's great obviously Gaz O'Brien signed up uh, earlier in the season Dan you know any more players I'm sure will be there Watson will be running his, running a rule over him uh, picking who he wants to you know move the club forward yeah you know a lot of the players um, contracts are up at the end of the season and I'm hoping the club will do everything they can to tie those down because um, we have got a great team this year, you know, from from one to seventeen. You know, even the players that are not getting in the squad. You look on 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 Friday night against Witness. You know, we had quality out there. But you look at the players that were on the sideline. You know, you had Josh Jones, you had uh, Well Haraki, you had you know loads of players that have been key to our our season last season and obviously at the start of the year that, that weren't in the team. And you know, it, it's just it, the thing at the minute is good because we've got people playing for their position. You know, no matter where, I mean, you look at Rob Louie, for instance, you know, we signed Todd Carter, and he, you know, people thought, oh, well, Rob Louie, you know, want that, will he want the, 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 someone pushing him into making him a better player? And, you know, he's just slotted in, and, and Ian Watson said at the press conference, we'll play Rob Louie whenever we can, as long as he's on the pitch. You know, Friday night he played Louie forward, then he slotted in at hooker, then he went into the centre, you know, he, he sort of switched the right, he scored a try, played in the centres. So it's that good versatility we've got in the team. You know, everyone can slot in everywhere, and you know that's something we've, we've not had for quite a while, and it's it's really good to see. Yeah, I suppose having versatility, Paul, it, it keeps everyone guessing. Doesn't it? Opposition's going to be looking at us uh, and wondering. Dobson, you've got O'Brien, you've got Rob Lewis, you've got players there who are going to cause you know cause you problems. And at the moment, I like say the witness game shows that you know when they're hot, we're hot. Yeah, certainly, yeah. And there was a stage in that second half there where we looked like we were going to score every time we had the ball. We were so dangerous and it was, it was a joy to watch. Really. But just going back to what Dan said there, I think you just look at the, the 17 on, on Friday night, you've also got in the 19-man squad Josh Jones and Lee Mossop who missed out on the 17. And they're yeah. two, two quality players, aren't they? They've not even made the 17. You don't forget you've got nine levels there as well. You didn't even make the 19. So th- th- there's a lot of quality there. And, you know, a couple of injured lads who are waiting to come back in, you know, well and and what have you so it's a good squad now and, and competition with places is is what is what you want and I think we've got that now it's not it's not like a few seasons ago where we had loads of players
plays uh, loads of Mavericks and you've been trying to keep them all happy. Now we've got a good core there and um, I think they're all, they're all playing for their places. And You look at the team spirit of the players and at the end of the game and when you speak to them, they're all, they're all working together for each other, aren't they? And I think it's one of the, the, the best sides we've had for a while, you know, with, with the team spirit and that as well. I think um, you know, that's going to take us a long way this season. I think, well, there's also, Dan, with the new, the way the Super League structure is, is, is now uh, worked, Every season you've got, you know, you've got to work hard. You can't sort of drift through, can you? Because you don't want to finish in that bottom four, do you? No, I mean you look at, you know, you look at Warrington this year. I mean, how much of a bad one are they on? You know, they they could be in that in that bottom four, and you know, you you start having a bad run of games, and, and you could see yourself down there, as we found out last year. But you know, the structure I think this year is it's really surprising because you've got teams that are really doing well, like ourselves. You know, you've got Wakefield that. Are, scraping wins, even Lee Centurions, you know, a lot of people tipped that bottom three, or that bottom four at the start of the year to be Lee, us, Widness, and Wakefield not in any particular order, but, and, you know, the only one that's, that's in there is Widness, the rest of, you know, are doing quite well, so it's just showing how, how wide open, you know, the, the the season is, and the game is this season, it's, you know, anybody could be anybody on the day. Yeah, it's super exciting, like you say, you know, hopefully, a few more contracts to come, we can keep moulding this squad, Paul, and you never know, Challenge Cup, you know, Super League titles, it could happen the next three to five years, you never know. Yeah, certainly, I think, like I said before, I think we're going in the right direction, definitely, you know, we seem to be making progress now, whereas, I don't know, the last couple of years before this, <coughs> excuse me, we seemed to be um, treading water, really, didn't we, going around in circles when, when Marlon first came and, uh, and took over his, his regime at the club, so it's nice to see we're making progress and Everybody seems positive at the moment. All the sports you speak to seem positive, and uh, there's a real good sort of feeling around the club. And, and when it's like that, you, you can't wait for the next game, can you? And I think the players are, are in that mentality now, aren't they? They're looking, they're buzzing, they'll be waiting. I mean, they could have played probably Saturday morning, couldn't they, after, after beating with us on Friday? Because you just want to keep playing and, and playing matches. So, uh, so yeah, everything's uh, everything's rosy in the garden at the moment. Yeah, I'm uh, sat there in the sun as well, with the sun shining, uh, just like today. It's a good thing, and hopefully. You know, more to come, more good stuff to come for the Salford Devils. Uh, next bit of news, uh, Toronto, the cup game, uh, was scheduled for the 23rd of April, Dan. Um, Sunday morning, I think it's half 12 kickoff. Um, you know, we're good. Obviously, City have got the, a game on the same day, so it's good the club have decided to try and kick it off early. Yeah, you know, that, that's what was put out. Whether, whether that's going to come or not, they'll change it, I don't know. Uh, for me, I think as well, got kick-off might be a bit early. I know, you know, there's going to be no away support. Uh, but there's you know there's rumours that we're pairing up with uh, Lisa Chorin, you know Derek Beaumont's offering uh, to put on coaches I think from from Lee to come watch the game and vice versa. For any Salford fans wanting to go to watch them all KR, you know so if we can get more fans in that way and watch them up because there's a great partnership at the minute between the two chairmen of the both clubs. You know they seem to be really uh, very friendly, which you know it can can only benefit um, you know both sides. So yeah, Toronto uh, be a tricky task. You know whether they're going to be up to it or not because you know the league that they're playing in and the standard of rugby they're playing at the minute is, is brilliant. But you know the players and the teams that they're coming up against maybe isn't what their their team sort of is used to playing against. But you know you can only play what's in front of you, and um, you know we'll see if that can start us on our road to uh, success in a Challenge Cup run. Yeah, I don't think we can underestimate uh, Toronto, Paul. Obviously, they've got yeah, a few sort of players, aren't they, from Lee? They've got some quality. Uh, you know that played at a high level, and you know that cup game isn't going to be easy. No, they've got some experienced players, yeah. And I think with Paul Rowley there, from what I've seen of them, they try and they try and play that sort of 
expansive game that, that Paul played when he was at Lee and they've got a lot of ex-Lee players in there and you know some quality players as well Craig Hall who, who I've always admired I think he's full of, full of pace and he's a good goal kicker so they've got some clever uh, talent there and I know they've not been playing it like, like Dan says at the, the top standard but the, the bits and bobs I have seen in them they've looked, they've looked quite impressive and don't forget when we actually do play them we'll have been coming back off a busy Easter programme where you're going to play Lee on Good Friday you're going to trip to Catalan where you're going to be playing their Easter Monday so we probably won't be getting back to England until maybe the Tuesday so it's going to be a short turnaround really uh, for that game I mean depending on whether we play it Saturday or, or Sunday or whatever I'm hoping it's going to be the Sunday uh, just for the for the rest period for the players but, uh, but no it's a, it's a banana skin because they're a bit of an unknown quantity I suppose aren't they in Toronto and you know what we're like when it comes to banana skins sometimes but uh, no I'm quietly confident we'll, we'll, have, we'll have too much especially the way we're playing at the moment yeah so hopefully we'll, that'll be a good game and you know our win there hopefully and uh, we'll keep Moving on and hopefully getting the Challenge Cup final this season. Uh, next bit of news, uh, England Rugby League uh, have announced that there's the England Talent Pathway uh, being run through the Salford Red Devils. Um, the dates are the 6th of April, if we're in Year 7 and Year 8, are the 12th of April, uh, from 10.30 to 2.30. And if we're in Year 9, it's the 14th of April, 10.30 to 2.30. Uh, and if you're a Year 9 Rising Stars, uh, that's the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, between 8 and 9pm. Uh, Dan, it's great, obviously, the you know, young kids who are coming through uh, in the schools get the opportunity to train you know, with uh, with top grass coaches. Yeah, you know, and anything that can improve the game at grassroots level, you know, at skill level. Uh, you know, I remember being at school and being part of the, uh, the Salford service area team, you know, and you travelled to play people at Wigan and Leeds, and, you know, I played at the JJB, I played at Headingley, you know, and it was a good experience, you know, representing, you know, Salford at an early age, if it's an England pathway, you know, if they can pick any talents, uh, you know, within the, the you know the core setup of, of our club, then you know it's it's good for anybody in the Salford area that wants to come down and you know has got a bit of a skill in rugby and can see himself going places and get down and, and join any of the uh, sessions. Yeah, you have to register by the first of April. Contact Danny dot Barton at SalfordRedDevils dot net uh, and provide your name, your date of birth, your school year, your email address, and your contact number so we can get hold of you. Uh, but it's great, Paul. Obviously, you know, they're reaching out to to the kids in the community, and you never know they might unveil a, a star of the future. Yeah, definitely. And I'm always impressed by uh, the amount of school kids you know, that we have at the, the games, and, and the, the uh, amateur size and amateur kids that come and play and play before the before the match. And just actually, I've just been doing the amateur report today for our for our podcast, and you won't believe the amount of teams there is in the, the youth and junior level. You know. Under 18, under 16, under 13, under 9s and whatever. There's, there's lots of teams in the local area now, and it, it's all good, isn't it? It's all good for um, for the future of, of our, our club and, and our sport. Yeah, I suppose we're reaching into the community, Dan. You've got Doctor Devil, you've got the foundation, all going into schools, and it's great. The, the club are you know trying to build on that, and you know we never know it, our fan base will grow and grow. Yeah, yeah, it will. You know, and the club are doing everything right off the field as well, which has been a you know a massive um, input this season. You know, the likes of Doctor Devil that's, that's you know entertaining the fans and everything that we you know people are doing at the club. It's it's good to see and you know anything that can push the club forward in any in any shape or form, I'm all for it. Cool. So that's all the news we've got for today. And what we'll do now, we'll uh, we'll talk about the big win against Witness on Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Red Devils beat Widnes Vikings 
46 points to 10, to 10 away from home on Friday, Paul. What a great win. Yeah, the first half was um, faultless, really. I remember the half-time report was a bit, a bit shocked, really, you know, reading it. I couldn't remember how many tries we'd scored. But, um, but, yeah, it was a faultless first half. We had a bit of defending to do at the start of it, and, and goal-line defence was, was top-notch. Logan Tompkins came up with a cracking try-saving tackle. But after that, it was just, just all Salford, really. And, uh, you know, the completion rate was good. Kicking game was good. And, you know, you, you couldn't fault it at all, really. It was, it was a top-notch first half, and we just didn't, didn't allow witness anything really and I mean they, they were struggling and um, they didn't they looked a bit one dimensional but you know a lot of that was down to the way we did not let them play and it was uh, very pleasing that first half yeah we, we talked about uh, making an impression Dan we beat Castleford everyone was thinking going to witness could be difficult players came out put on a five star performance and that's a message sent to Super League that this could be to quote Warrington's quote our year yeah, it was, and you know, I thought we, you know, from right, right from one to seventeen, you know, I remember um, when uh, me and Paul were doing the interviews at the end. I managed to grab a quick word with uh, with Jack Dayden, and he said, uh, you know, he, he praised us. He said the only one thing he didn't want to happen was for the media to say how poor witness were and not how good Salford were when we were the better better side right through from one to seventeen. Um, you know, and there were spells where you know I thought we, we didn't play well, but you can only play what's in front of you. You know, and, and we, we didn't even, and me and Paul spoke about this on the car on the way home, we didn't look like we even had to get out of second gear. We, a lot of the time, we were looking like we were going through the motions, and we were just creating gaps for fun. You know, and the, the, the attacking game, that had, I mean, I know, I think at one point, um, Jack Nader mentioned this, we had on the pitch, we had Logan Tompkins, Chris Brining, Rob Lewis, Michael Dobson, Gaz O'Brien, uh, Todd Carney. You know, we had a lot, a lot of backs there playing at once in different positions, and it worked. You know, maybe we, you know, if we're going to do that again, um, you know, we might not have that much of a comfortable lead. But you know, we played some really, really good rugby, and you know, that pitch is not an easy pitch to play on. As you know, Greg Johnson said at the end, you know, he did not really keen uh, on the pitch, and you know, I, I thought we, we, the game management that we had was was second to none. You can almost hear the hear the ghost of, of uh, Hitman Handle there, couldn't you, Paul? As he as he said, the uh, uh, game management. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to say that. No, but he's right. He, he's spot on. It he, he was the um, game manager. Was it was it was good. It was really good. And there was um, a try there. I think it was the, the one just before half time. Was we'll speak about it in a minute. But um, it was a kick. Through, I think it was Louis who kicked to touch, and it was nothing kick really, just like a. But the, the chase was fantastic, and he buried the witness player, put him into touch. So we got the head and feet of the scrum and. Just the body language of the players there, they all rushed to form the scrub and we got the ball out wide and um, Junior Southhead can and we scored again so that took us, you know, from 26-0 to 13-0 at half-time and that was probably enough. That was probably the game set of match to us really, that, that, that try, I mean. But that sort of enthusiasm, that's what wingy, wingy games and uh, that was a, it was a credit to see that. Yeah, looking at the team, you got Gaz O'Brien at fullback, Greg Johnson, Chris Welland, Junior Sal, Justin Carney, Michael Dobson, Robert Louie, Lamatazzi, Logan Tompkins, Adam Warren, George Griffin, Ben Mennett Masala and Mark Flanagan at loose forward. On the bench for Salford was Craig Cockjatch, Ollie Krinicki, Chris Brynion and Todd Carney, Dan. Todd Carney on the bench again, um, but came on and, and made a, a big impression. Yeah, but he, he, he did quite well um, when he came off the bench. You know, I know uh, Ian Watson said he, he struggled at first to, to slot into the plays and you know, get up to speed with everything, but once, once you know, he had that ball in his hand, he looked quite comfortable, didn't he? And, 
he did a fantastic pass to um, Junior Sal, who uh, broke through and put uh, Dobson under the post. You know, the pass that he, that he laid off for him there was was brilliant. And then another pass um, when Justin Carney nearly scored, when the crowd was shouting, we want 50, we want 50. You know, I was still shocked that we Salford fans are shouting, we want 50, we want 50. And then he just floated this ball over and Junior, um, sorry, Justin Carney nearly, nearly scored on the wing. But, um, yeah, some, some great performances and, you know, a big credit has to go to Rob Louie and Michael Dobson because they they pushed us on that pitch and the kicking game that they had and, you know, I know Paul mentioned it before. Uh, we were doing, and what was nice is we were doing a lot of attacking kicks. You know, when, when it was, the game was, you know, seeing the game out and we're kicking the ball into touch to slow it down. But a lot of the time we were kicking and keeping the ball in play and forcing witness to come out of their own sort of 10, 20 metres and, and they really struggled because by the fourth or fifth tackle, some of their prop forwards are still making their way back. So, you know, the the, the kicking game was, was brilliant and I think that's what we're going to have to continue doing come Thursday. Yeah, do you think it was the complete first half performance, Paul? Obviously, tries by Lamatazzi, George Griffin, Ben Mer- Ben Murat Masala, um, you know, Wellham as well, Justin Carney. You know, people are talking about this first half like it was, you know, one of the one of the greats. Uh, what do you think? Uh, was it, can we put it in that category? Um, yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on them and say no because witness were poor. I didn't think witness were that good, but I think, like I said before, you're only as good as the side lets you play. And you know, there's no mugs witness. I mean, they, they took Wigan really close the other week when they played Wigan. I think that was in 26, 24 or so. It was a tight game anyway. They went and got a draw in Catalan. So, you know, they're not as bad as. I think it was. We didn't let him play, and they had a lot of ball early on in the first sort of ten minutes. Like I said, before Logan Tompkins came up with the goal line defence again was tremendous. The only block for me was I think the first ten minutes of the second half. We gave a few penalties away, and we sort of got a bit sloppy. But we soon put that right. And when Tom Carney came on, that gave us another dimension. But like you said, there the first half was you know a complete performance really. The only thing this this I don't know getting a few supporters back. I think at the moment is is a goal kicking. I think um, the goal kick is a bit of a problem. You know, Gareth O'Brien missed a few kicks, but Michael Dobson took a few. And if we had a kick to all the goals, we would have had 50, 50 odd points, wouldn't we? So uh, that didn't didn't come into play really on Friday. But maybe this week against St. Helens, we're going to need those to be going up in sixes rather than four. Do you think it could be the pressure on Gareth O'Brien? Obviously, with his heroics in the uh, million pound game, Dan. Um, obviously, could be a little bit of a hangover for that, maybe. Yeah, I think obviously uh, Todd Carney was introduced uh, in the second half. Paul um, worked worked the wonders for the uh, for the uh, Michael Dobson try, even though the junior cell pass to him was slightly forward. 
Um, but, you know, it showed he's got that bit of magic, that bit of class. He certainly has. He, he can certainly pass the ball as well. Um, the, the, the distance he chucked that pass out to, to Junior. So, I mean, that's just what, what, the one thing about that we have to be wary of. Obviously, some teams were probably a bit quicker than Witness. Got to watch they don't get go for the interception. Uh, that's something we've got to be careful when we play St. Helens. But, yeah, he can chuck a ball. And he did, he, he had that, that uh, he's got a good rugby brain, hasn't he? And he looked like he can, he's decent with the, the ball and um, kicking the ball as well. So, uh, so yeah, I thought he did well. But just going back to the first half, we forgot to just give Chris Wallam a slap on the back because that try he scored, that finish, was absolutely tremendous. And the build-up to that try also, I mean, I, I thought he was in touch. But if you look at the, the pictures, I mean, Steve, who took the photos for us, he got a cracking picture of him there and getting that ball down over the line it looks like he's in touch and he's just acrobatically managed to get that down so that was a cracking try and we did we scored some really good tries on, uh, on Friday night yeah he's, he's looking like a really good centre for me uh, well and Dan and you know we're hoping you know he gets continues to get the service and continues getting over the line yeah he looks quite sharp as well you know I know he's uh, had a you know a, people have been you know criticising him this season for his defensive work and you know I was one of those at the start of the season it was like you know, it's a good sign and he's a good sort of um, backup player if need be but you know it really surprised me and the way he took his try on Friday you know I, I think he was the only person that, that realised he'd scored because you know I know our, the Salford uh, fans end was quite quiet until we've seen the likes of Gaz O'Brien and, and Michael Dobson running over towards him and was like oh he's actually got that down um, but he, he has really impressed since he's got his you know his, his, his game time and you know I think he could be a really crucial partnership because the way he was just passing balls out to Johnson and making him clear um, in gaps and, you know, even running himself, you know, he was creating gaps and, and offloading the ball quite well. So, you know, he's been he's been a good addition to the squad and, you know, maybe, you know, he's playing for a contract. Yeah, and then obviously Rob Louie got over the line running out wide, Paul. Um, and then the try by Gaz O'Brien, wonderful break by Todd Carney as well to set that up. It's, you know, it's, You've got Mixu, they've got Rob Louie, they've got Dobson, they've got Carney now. You know, teams are going to fear us, aren't they? Yeah, certainly. There was a 10-minute spell there, sort of between 55 and 65 there. 68 when Gareth O'Brien scored. But we looked like we were going to score every time we had the ball. Uh, the only sort of negative on that was the injury to Julian Salder. Leg injury looked like a calf strain or something like that. So hopefully he'll be recovered for this weekend. But great to see Robert Louie and uh, Michael Dobson get over the line. And Robert Louie, I think, was the... The biggest smile of the night when he when he waltzed over it was uh, it was good because he worked really hard in another top game but so I was very pleased for him to score there but it was it was uh, it was nice to see because it's been a long time since we've uh, sort of done a demolition job on a side like that away from home especially the Super League side as well and uh, you know I think um, a lot of people will start uh, sitting up and take note I've been reading the Lee Express today and uh, so Gary Schofield's been singing our praises you know so uh, we must be doing something right if uh, if he's uh, you know big in Salford up. Yeah, wouldn't have scored at the death, but the game had already been won at that point, Dan. And, you know, a big following as well. I think it was over a thousand so fans in that in that stand. Uh, you know, it's a good sign that, you know, the, the good things are on the way. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of fans in the away end, and the noise we were making, you know, was, uh, was, was really, really good. And it was, you know, you could hear it on the highlights. You know, that's a good thing. You could hear everything. I mean, even Dr. Devil was banging his drum. You could hear that. And, you know, it was, you know, every, everyone was getting behind it. And, and singing songs, and you know, it was it was a good atmosphere on Friday, you know, from from kick off right to the end, and you know, yeah, we can create moments like that, and you know, have a good following at all the all the games, and you know, it, 
the players do appreciate it. You know, when when you've got someone cheering you on, and you know wanting you to do well, and there's noise coming from your fans, and you know you can hear your fans singing your particular name. You know, it, it's good, and that's what we need to do as a club. We need to push. You know, the team are pushing us forward. We need to push the club forward as supporters. Yeah, Paul, you managed to speak to to Chris Wellham and Greg Johnson after the game, and this is what they had to say. I'm joined by Greg Johnson. You know, try try today. Great, great performance. You must be very pleased with that. Yeah, it was a my confidence performance. Uh, come first half, kept them to zero points, and I said, normally winning to start good, it's a good hard ground to come to, but come out, we knew we'd come to back to back win. It's an important thing, and then good keeps us. It's been a good set for going forward on to St Helens next week at home. What's it like playing on that high pitch? Is it all it's cracked up to be? Or is it, is it yeah. difficult to play on it? It's not difficult. It suited to my performance because I said I'm more. Do you like, prefer it like? Look, once uh, I like playing week in week out on it, but. I want to finish a blue The only bad thing is you get caught to shreds. So. I was going to say, is that, does yeah. that, does that you got like grazes on it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Dunmany, you've got grazes on the elbow. But it's a rugby league, and it? it's a tough game. But as I said, it suits me. It's a fast pitch. So I like it, but other people don't. Well, good defensive display again from us today. What goal line defence again? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what we've been focusing in D. That wins us games. And it shows now. That's what we've been focusing on our D. We're striving our D and uh, working together well as a unit, as a team. And that's people can't break us down like you said, evidently yeah like you said before it was great to get back to back wins there but there was a period in that second half where we looked unstoppable you know every time we got the ball you know yeah. Todd Carney came on and we really ripped some shreds yeah, so me, uh, Todd come on like, he's a great addition to the squad he said he's a world class player and he come on and uh, he showed how good he can be he come on and like, change the game a bit like because in the second half they got back into it a bit and then uh, come on and we changed it and then we, we started just like keeping him down in their half again just to, just to big you up a bit, mate, I thought the try you scored was, was it took some finishing, it was good ball move, wasn't it? But it had to be scored that try, didn't it? You, you did really well there to get over. Yeah, cheers, Paul. And as I said, once you hit the ball, when you see that line, it's just one of them things, white line fever. So we've got to get to there no matter what. What sort of targets have you got this season, you know, like personal goals for the, for the team? I, mean? yeah, I said I want to be um, uh, up there. Justin's always focused on most meetings in the team, so I want to be up there with Justin and most meetings in Super League. Like, I'm already I've got the quickest player of the ball, so I want to keep up there, getting our team going on the front foot. So I like to most meters, tackle bust and uh, quick play the balls and obviously get recognition for it. And then what happens from there, anything. So it's one of them, really. Well, congratulations on the win tonight. Enjoy yeah. your weekend and best of luck at next Thursday against Saints, mate. Cheers, mate. I'm just joined by Chris Wellen. I've not managed to speak to you this, this season, Chris, because you're always the first one out. You must be like the quickest at getting changed, but good finish there for me to get over the squad. It was, yeah. It's something that hasn't really um, happened for me, that kind of finish uh, throughout my career. So, you know, it's, it's what happens in rugby in this day and age, them kind of finishes. So, um, I'm happy that I contributed to the team and it's got one. Do you feel like you slotted in well at Salford? I feel like I have, yeah. You know, I came, I came very late, the boys are up. I'd finished pre-season and just about to start the friendly games and I came I came in at that time so you know I, I missed a big chunk and, and that big part of the season where the, the boys get to bond and get to know each other and stuff like that so I missed that part but the boys may feel very welcome and you know I feel like part of the team from, from day one and you know now we're seven, eight weeks in whatever we are now including the friendly games and you know, I, feel, I feel part of the bench already. It seems like the team's growing in confidence every week now doesn't it and we've got back-to-back yeah, wins, St Helens up up next Thursday, that's a tough game, but that must be a game that you think we can win the way we're playing. Yeah, well, we're going to be confident, yeah. I said we've, we've got back to back wins uh, for the first time this year. You know, we have been going win lose, win lose, and we wanted to put a, an end to that and be a team that 
can really perform well and, and climb up ladder and put back to back wins again. We've done that and now the next target is, is set out at home Thursday and as you said, we are home, we are playing well, we are confident so um, it all bodes well for a good game. Well best of luck next week Chris and thanks for taking time to talk to us. Cheers mate. Cheers, Cheers mate, no, no problems. problems. So Paul, both players happy with that performance? The, the Greg Johnson Welland partnership is kind of benefiting from Junior Sow and, and uh, Justin Carney on, on the other side, Dan. Obviously, that's where the, the headlines are, and people thinking them two are going to be their main destroyers. But Johnson and, and Welland are, are coming up with the big plays, aren't they? Yeah, they're like the, uh, the quiet assassins on that, uh, you know, the right hand side at the moment, aren't they? Because, like you say, you know, a lot of our, our play um, does come between Junior Sow and Justin Carney. Then when we ship it out, you know, to the to the side where Wellham and, and Johnson are on, you know, they seem to have quite a lot of space, and you know, maybe that's a you know a tactic by by the coaching staff that they brought in, you know, to try and push one side and then catch them on the break because you know John, Johnson's you know quite nippy, isn't he? And he took his, his try quite well, and I know where uh, after the game we spoke about his try he scored a couple of seasons ago when he sort of uh, stepped uh, Hambury and went under the post, you know, and he said that yeah, you know, he, he works on that particular part of his game. So, yeah, you know, I think that, that partnership out there, you know, you've got Josh Jones coming back into it as well, you know, when, when he's, uh, you know, available for selection. But, you know, them two are holding their own at the minute and it's, it's nice to see. Yeah, uh, Paul, you managed to grab a hold of uh, Ian Watson and have a talk with him. And here's what he said in Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner. Well, Ian Watson has joined me straight after that, mate. You must be really, really pleased with that today. Yeah, really pleased for the team. A very professional performance. It's something we spoke about all week, and the boys had made a, a big thing about making sure that we started this game strong because we felt in a couple of the other games we kind of got lost win, lost win. We wanted to kind of rectify that early in the season. This is probably a game we came into maybe as favourites tonight, you know, with, with a performance really against Castle, but it was a real demolition job that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, we, like I say, we started really well. We had a big focus on our start. Not, not really concerned about the witness team to be honest with you. It was more about us and about us as a team and a group and what we want to be, um, what we want to known for. Do we want to be known that we're a, a loss-win team or do we want to know that we're a win-win team? Um, which is what we've proven today that we've answered it the right way and the players have done what we asked them to do. Defence early doors was good again. Yeah. Goal line defence was excellent. I thought. Yeah, excellent. It's something that we pride ourselves on about being able to defend as well. And, Dead set this year, we've been a hell of a lot better at it as well. That comes obviously through a bit of the consistency and the continuity in the players in knowing what each other does as well. I thought second half we fell off that a little bit, um, kind of our line speed fell away. Um, that's something that we'll look at because we need to keep doing it all the time. But again, um, we did a lot more defending probably second half than we did first half as well. So going 30 points up, is that when you made the decision to, to introduce Todd Carney to the, to the game? Oh, just a bit before that, to be honest. Um, I was, I was, was he always going to get a run out today? Yeah, um, he was, yeah, definitely. I was going to try and get him on at some point yeah. today. Um, just 
what I worked to do was make sure that it was right for the team when he went on there, um, which we, we felt, I said to him at half-time, I came down just before half-time and said, five minutes into second half, you'll be going on, um, just make sure you're ready. And then he, he got himself ready um, to go on. At first, he was a little bit um, chasing the play, but then after that, he, did, he settled in quite nicely. Yeah, he showed some good touches. There were signs there in that second half where we looked like every time we had the ball, we was going to score, and there's gaps all over the place, and there's a lot of options there now, attacking-wise, wasn't yeah. there? Our attack's been good. We, we don't worry about our attack because our attack is good. Um, a big focus on our D side of things, which it has been all year, because we know come the Castlefords and the Warringtons and teams like that, your defence has to be good to win them games. Have we picked up any injuries today? There's a few knocks on there. Yeah, um, Junior's come off uh, more as a precaution. Junior uh, come off, so hopefully he's not too bad. Um, Benny Murdoch, we, we took off and then decided to keep him off rather than risk him. Um, Justin Carney. Um, doesn't really agree with him this pitch to be fair but like he's got through the game so hopefully he'll be fine on the back of that well, Congratulations today Ian let's keep it going St Helens next week good luck with that yep, Cheers mate Cheers mate So Ian Watson also happy with the uh, the performance Paul? Yeah he's delighted I think he's delighted with the attack and defence it was an all round all round team performance really wasn't it I mean from like we were saying before from 1 to 17 you couldn't really argue with anybody everybody came on and did a job the four substitutes Krasniki uh, Chris Bryan and Todd Carney, Crop Jack, they all they all came on and they all did a job and, and you know everybody looked looked I thought I thought we looked really solid and you know we played as a team and, and that's all I think that's all Ian wants and but to put up a big score like that in the Super League against anybody away from home is is, is, is good so uh, we've got a big test this this Thursday now to um, to keep this momentum growing because I think we are built, I think rugby league's a lot about confidence in it and once you get on that winning run it's hard to stop sometimes and. Where does farm come and go from? Look at Warrington. I mean, they've, they've played, is it six, lost six now, and you can't buy a win. And I think a lot of that's in the head. They've got good players, haven't they? But they're just, they're just struggling in the head. But if you've, um, like I said before, the Salford players will be you know, itching for the next game, won't they? They flow in with confidence. And when you've got confidence, everybody wants their hands on the ball. And, you know, let's let's make hay while the sun shines, as they say. Yeah, it's all about sending a message for me, Dan. Going to witness and destroying them like that. You know, Super League will now turn around. And, and look at Salford and, and really worry about the Red Devils coming to town. Yeah, hopefully they will. Um, you know, I know uh, Ian Watson said in his interview after the game. You know, the one thing we wanted to talk about was backing up that you know performance against Castleford because we we seemed to go, you know, uh, lost one one one, lost one one one, and they wanted to break that cycle. Uh, and they said they worked quite hard in in making sure you know we, we came away with the two points because that holds us in good stead for, for Thursday against you know it's going to be a tough Saint Helens side. You know, they had a fantastic win against Warrington. You know, like we mentioned about Warrington's uh, troubles, which I know we don't like to mention, boys. You know that Warrington are struggling. You know, you never know, it might be their year again. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, he mentioned about backing up uh, a performance and, and making sure, we, you know, we, we can get back-to-back victories and that'll, you know, hopefully push us forward to get another victory in front of a home crowd at the AJ Bell on Thursday and hopefully the fans will come out and support us. Might be Warrington's year to go down, Dan. Well, either, either way, it'll be there, yeah. Either way, it'll be there, yeah. Okay, looking at the, the stats... It's always there, yeah. Do not know that, boys? It's always there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, i tell you, to be honest, we've struggled, you know, for years, haven't we, down the bottom, so, you know, we can't really, you know, poke fun at what it... And it'll be a test for them, I think. Obviously, you know, they're used to playing in Grand Finals and Challenge Cup Finals, but being at the bottom in the in the sort of middle eight playoffs is, is a different kind of pressure for me. Uh, so Listen, Warrington, they're a strong side, you know, don't get people wrong. I mean, you've got to be strong to hold the rest up, haven't you? <laughs> I'll keep laying them up, Dan, you keep knocking them down, yeah? 
yes, knock him out of the park. You throw him out, volley him back. <laughs> okay, so looking at the stats, uh, some big performances. Craig Copjack with 22 tackles, Oli Krenicki with 22, Logan Tompkins with 24, Adam Warren with 26, Paul, uh, the forwards making big, big, big tackles. Chris Browning with 34, uh, Lamatazzi 28. You know, with these these forwards are making you know big, 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 big efforts, aren't they? Yeah, Chris, Chris Bryan, I mean, people have been raving about his attacking abilities and his, um, you know, he's poked a few tries, his distribution of the ball. Well, I think one thing with, with Chris, you look at his defence, def- he, he can tackle. And he's not the biggest of blokes, but he can put people down. He, he's a great defender, really good defender. Um, and I, I'm like, watching his progress every week, he, he seems to play better every week. And, you know, for a young lad who's not experienced at this level, he, he's a really, really good signing. The forwards as well, I haven't been impressed with um, Adam Warren. I thought he played really well against Castleford. And he had another good game again on uh, on Friday night. That, you know, they're starting. Lamatazzi as well. Lamatazzi's been a revelation, I think, since coming back from, from, from St. Helens. Um, his first couple of se- the first season we had him at Salford, he was good. And then he sort of went off the boil in the second season. I don't think he'll uh, have a pop up if he's saying that. And he's come back from St. Helens where he didn't fit in. But he, he looks like he's come home now at Salford. And he's been, uh, been top notch for us this season. So all the forwards I thought played well on Friday. Yeah, big meter makers. George Griffin, 103. Lamatazzi, 127. Justin Carney, 164. Wellham, 150. Copjack, 100. Junior Sauer, 176. Greg Johnson, 127. Dan, you know, we made big inroads, didn't we, into, into that uh, witness uh, pack. And, you know, it's it was good to see. Yeah, it was. And, you know, as Paul mentioned before, I think every time we had the ball in hand, we looked like we were going to score. Um, you know, and I just don't want us to, to be too complacent now. You know, I, I think we need to, to earn the right to, to, to be up there. And, and, you know, if you want to be in that top eight, top six, top four, wherever you want to be, you know, you need to be looking at your home games especially. And, you know, come St. Helens on, on Thursday night, and it's another good way of the players putting a marker down live on Sky, you know, all the other teams and all the other supporters will be watching and they can go, look, we're, we're going to make a statement now. We're going to get three wins on the trot. We're going to beat St. Helens at home. And anybody that comes near us, be, be scared, be, you know, be very scared. And that's what we need to create now. And the club are trying to do that in all ways possible. They're trying to make, you know, the AJ Bell a fortress for the, um, you know, the, the travelling side. And, and that's what we need to do. And, you know, I know I mentioned it before, but the supporters, we really do need to come out. Don't, don't you know, plan on watching it at home on Sky. Get down to AJ Bell get behind this team that we've got this team we've got are probably one of the best teams of attacking rugby that, that I've seen you know in, in a long while and you know the supporters need to get behind them because you're missing out if you're not coming to the games you know the games we've played this year even the ones we've lost they've been quite close you're missing out get down to the AJ Bell bring a friend bring a family member who cares come down to the game yeah I think Ian Bleeds has a, has a point Paul he's talked about us being his foot soldiers he's Going out, going out, and telling our friends and our family all about, you know, Salford and you know what a great team we've got on the direction, you know, we're going in. Um, you know that that's what we've got to do. For, for me, uh, a lot of people, obviously, uh, I'm friends on Facebook with and Twitter. You see, you know, them sharing posters out on their timeline. You know, trying to sort of entice their friends in, into coming to the game, and it's you know that's what the kind of thing you need, I think. You know, to hopefully grow our support. Definitely, I think most of my friends on Facebook who aren't Salford supporters are sick to death at me because that's <laughs> all I ever do is share Salford stuff and, and badger about that. But but yeah, I think that's what you've got to do, haven't you? And like Dan says, then if you if you can't you know come and watch the side that's 
it's winning now. I know we've only won two on the bounce, and it's, let's not get carried away. But if you, some of the light dancers, the rugby that we're playing and the games that we've lost, it we've not we've been hammered. We've been, you know, we, we could have quite easily won at Leeds and Wakefield, and I mean the Wigan game was pretty close as well. So the, all the games have been tight, haven't they? And sort of one score in them. So I've never not known a season like this. You know, past the 2006, I suppose the last time we, we was we was this good, really. So um, yes, if you can't come out and watch this team, when 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 are you going to come and watch Salford? So that's what it's all about. And I mean. I don't think we can come up with the excuse to where the stadium is anymore and things like that. I mean, if you want to come, you're going to come out. And I suppose the only negative thing this uh, this week is Thursday night. It's a bit of a dodgy night for some people to get there who are working and what have you. So I think if this week's game had been on a Sunday, I mean, you'd be aiming for a massive crowd. But I still don't see why we can't get a good crowd on Thursday, whether it's on Sky or not. I mean, St. Helens are on farm as well. They've had a good couple of wins and, and so have we. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. And like Dan says, just echo what he says, you know, Yeah, I think it's great. You know, there have been quite a few fans saying, Tellings, you know, they're not that far down the road, are they? And I think there have been quite a few because they've had, you know, some good victories. You know, they're there when at Catalan in the last minute and then, you know, they're, they're on for three on the bounce if they if they beat us. So they're going to bring, right, yeah. you know, some, some travelling support. So, you know, we need to echo that and, you know, get as many down as we can. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of us fans going out there and telling our friends and our family what's, what, what's happening. Obviously, because we've said that a lot, haven't we, over the years and it's just a matter of, trying to persuade them to, to believe us this time because obviously we've got some great players and we've got a great coaching staff and we've got Ian Blees you know running the show and Paul it, it's, it's coming together it really is it's exciting Rob um, like I said to you before we've had false dawns haven't we and got excited but I don't know there, there seems I think with Ian Watson now he seems different to me like I said before I might go back to like 10 years when Carl Harrison was there we sort of built, built steadily and I think certain players let Kyle down and we should have gone that, that extra step and we didn't but I think now we've got some real quality players there now and young quality players as well and uh, the, the side that we've got you know is probably the best we've had for, for sort of 10 years or so so if we can keep adding to the to this this side because I think perhaps in those days we we didn't have the money did we to compete with the, the sides up there we was always chasing them whereas now the Mao on there and and things like that we have got a bit more money and we can compete we can bring people like Todd Carney and sit him on the bench that's just the way yeah. things are going but um, but yeah it's exciting it does feel like we're on the on the cusp or something and uh, let's just hope it, it keeps going now I'm sure the players are going to keep their feet on the ground and just keep working hard and that's all you've got to do yeah big thanks to everyone who gave us a three word match report some man of the matches uh, Paul Foster absolute brilliant performance his man of the match was Rob Louie uh, simply Van Sales Limited. Uh, Louis was outstanding tonight. Um, yeah, advertising there, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want a free van. <laughs> no. Um, Hitman Handle. We charge we, we for that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hitman Handle. Uh, what a night. Uh, his man of the match was uh, Tazzy. Uh, Martin looking very good. His man of the match was Louis. Uh, Neil Channock, clinical first half. His man of the match was Louis. Uh, Paul, people uh, backing Robert Louis. Uh, outstanding performance on Friday night. It certainly was, yeah, and I think he's, he's improved this season as the season's gone on. I remember him getting a bit of a stick at the, the start of the season, and we were a bit critical of him, weren't we? And he's not getting involved in the game, and a bit low on confidence, perhaps carried a bit of an injury, but the last few weeks he's got better and better each week, and looked very, I thought he looked very dangerous on uh, on Friday night, and when Ian Watson took him off, he didn't keep him off long, he brought him straight back on, but you could see how disappointed he was when he went off, 
Um, so people are players are itching to play, aren't they, all the time? And just while we're on players, but before you mention anybody else, George Griffin, I thought he played really well again. And yeah, yeah, don't yeah, forget, yeah. he's been playing out of position since while Iraqi got injured. He's been playing the second row, doing big minutes. And I saw it on Facebook the other week, people criticised him, said, oh, he made a few mistakes in that game. But the amount of effort he puts in and the minutes he plays when he's not playing in his position, he's not a second row, George Griffin. He's a, he's a prop, really, and he's, he's working his socks off there. So, uh, Yeah, uh, Chris and Janet Shenton uh, keep up the discipline and their man of the match was Dobson. Gary Williams, fantastic team performance and his man of the match was Dobson and Nat, uh, totally dominant Devils and uh, his man of the match was Dobson. Um, so Dobson gets a, a rap as well, Dan. Yeah, you know, and he has an all-season answer. We, we, we mentioned on every week on the podcast how well he's playing and you know how, how well he's, he's leading us around the pitch and you know he, he's really come into his own this year and you know that may be because he's got you know the the pressure of you know if, if you have you know a bad game somebody else is there to take your place but you know i think yeah he i think he's been a crucial part of our our game you know breaking situations that we've had and you know he's he's led the team quite well and you know long may he continue to do it this season yeah and all the final one i've got andrew dixon top eight side agree paul Yeah. I mean, if I was Ian Watson, and I'm sure he's looking at looking at that um, top eight, but I'm sure there'll be players won't be saying, "Oh, let's just finish eighth. They'll be they'll be aiming to finish as high as they can. And you know, if we keep winning games and playing like that, there's no reason why we can't finish that top eight and even higher. Yeah, I think obviously looking back at the likes of Carl Harrison's team and you know other teams that that kind of nearly made it down. You know, we've got the structure in place, we've got the players, we've got the hunger. You know, if we manage to get in this top eight this year, it could be the start of something big. It could be, and you know, like like Paul just said, why not? You know, we need to be be looking at, you know, never mind the top eight. You know, last last season, you know, if we didn't have the points deduction, you know, we, we would have been in the top six, wouldn't we? And we, we mentioned that, you know, we, we we were a top six side last season, just you know, points deduction and you know some results towards the end didn't go our way. But you know, I think you know, looking at where we are at the minute, I think we're more than capable of being more than just a you know a top top uh, top eight side. I think we can really, you know, make some. Uh, some, some, you know, people really think that, you know, yeah, Salford the real deal this season, and I'm hoping we can, you know, really scare a few people, which we already have done. Who was your man of the match, Paul? Louis. I thought Robert Louis played well. He played really well. I thought his kicking game was spot on. Um, a dangerous. He did, they couldn't really hold him. Um, witness, and I thought Dobson played well also. I thought the forwards played well. You couldn't, you couldn't give it to anybody, really, on, on Friday night, but just Louis just did, just did Who's your man of the match, Dan? Uh, I think you've got to even go between, you know, um, Louis or, or Dobbo. You know, they, they were quite good. You know, I thought Gaz O'Brien played well in his support. Um, Junior Sal, you know, they all had a good game, didn't they? Every single one of them played well. So, you know, for, for me, uh, you know, 
I, I don't think I could single one person out. I think as a collective group, you know, they, they all played quite well. Obviously, certain people, you know, did create, you know, situations. But, you know, you, you've got to take it as, you know, 1-17 to 17 did really, really well. And, you know, it's, it's holding us in good position on Thursday. Yeah, so Salford won 46 points to 10 away to Widnes Vikings. A great win. And hopefully then we'll kick on uh, in the next few games and cement our place in the top eight. So that was uh, the Widnes game. And now what we'll do... We'll have a look what our amateur sides were up to this week with Paul. Well, the amateur report this week, I've got quite a bit to bring you, so I'll start, as usual, with the National Conference League. A couple of games in there. Bad week, really, for our local sides. Might and Warriors beat Rochdale Mayfield in a Premier Division by 27 points to 26. Uh, Rochdale Mayfield trailing 14-12 at half-time tries. Two from English, one for Tyler, one for McDade and three goals from Huff. But they couldn't quite hang on there. They went down 27-26. In Division 2, Salford City Roosters went down at home to Thornhill Trojans by 54 points to 10. Two tries for Morgan and a goal from White in that game. And also in Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers went down at home 27-30 against Wigan St. Jude's trailing 20 points to 6 at half-time. Saddleworth Rangers made a fist of it in the second half but just couldn't quite get the, get the victory in that one. And the two fixtures involving our local Oldham sides in Division 3, Oldham St. Anne's went down 21-14 against Dewsbury Celtic and Dewsbury Moor Maroons beat Waterhead Warriors 32 points to nil. So all four of our uh, all five of them going down this week. Fixtures for this coming weekend. Saturday the 1st of April, Rochdale Mayfield at home against Kells in the Premier Division. In Division 2, Askham play Saddleworth Rangers. Lee East play Salford City Roosters. And in Division 3, it's Elland against Oldham St. Anne's. And Warthead Warriors against West Bowling. Right, we'll chat about the, uh, the colleges and universities now. Not much to bring you this week. Quite a lot of games are postponed. Uh, the college fixture on Wednesday between Hotwood Hall 8 and Salford Red Devils was postponed and there's just the one fixture this Wednesday the 29th of March and it is the AOC National Knockout Cup semi-finals Hotwood Hall play Wakefield and in the other semi-finals Pontefract against Halifax Well the North West Men's League not as many results this weekend but quite, quite a lot of fixtures coming up uh, on Saturday the 1st of April we'll start with Saturday the 25th of March it was Division 2, Wigan St. Jude's nil, Rochdale Mayfield 33. Big win there for Rochdale Mayfield, eh? In Division 3, Crossfields A 52, Fitton Hill 8. Division 4, Caddies and Rhinos went down 36 points to 10 at home to Little Houghton Reds in Division 4. And uh, there's a couple of results in Division 5. Bolton Met 6, Clockface Miners A 52, and Berry Broncos A 14, Saddleworth Rangers A 34. So the fixtures for this coming Saturday, the 1st of April, <coughs> excuse me, Division 1, Holt and Sims Crossplay. Folly Lane. In Division 2, it's Berry Broncos against Charlie Panthers, Leyland Warriors against Rochdale Mayfield A, Manchester Rangers against Bold Miners. In Division 3, Fitton Hill Bulldogs play Blackpool Scorpions, Wigan St. Jude, sorry, Wigan St. Cuthbert's against Rochdale Cobras, and Oldham St. Anne's A play Burton Woodbridge. Division 4, Carries Ed Rhinos against Oral St. James A, Little Hult and Reds against Kulchef Eagles, Runcorn against Langwithy Reds, Ryland Sharks A against Manchester Rangers A, and West Hart and Lions versus Wollstone Rovers A. Division 5, finally, Aspel New Springs against Berry Broncos A, and Blackbrook A against Bolton Mets, and Saddleworth Rangers A against the Leyland Warriors A. Right, the Northwest Youth and Junior Leagues quite a lot there this weekend in the under 18's Premier Division Blackbrook 46 Oldham St Anne's 14 in the under 18's Division 1 Langwither against Charlie Panthers was postponed North Wales 12 Waterhead 54 and Portico Vine 18 Saddleworth nil. in the under 17's 
Salford's match against Accrington was postponed. Wigan Springbrew 28, Folly Lane 22. In Division 1 of the under-16s, Caddy's Head 12, Hindley 36, Saddleworth 18, Oldham St Anne's nil. Whitehead 22, Lee East 8. Sorry, Lee East 8. I thought it said Lee East A there. I should put my glasses on. Uh, Division 2, South Trafford 38, Burtonwood 24. And Folly Lane in the... Uh, under 60s, Division 2 had a great win. They won at Thatto Heath Shields by 44 points to 4 away from home. Great win for Folly Lane there. In the under 13s, Premier Division, Halton Farm of Hornets 12, Wadhead 6. In the under 13s, Division 1, Oldham St Anne 16, Clockface 18, Rochdale Mayfield 22, West Bank Bears 8. Division 2 of the under 13s, Crossfields 32, Saddleworth Rangers 34, Langworthy Reds, great win for the under 13s of Langworthy. They beat Blackbrook. Royals by 32 points to 12. And in Division 3, Bellevue Bees 26, Culture 36. And South Trafford Raiders 0, Haydock Warriors 18. So the fixtures for this Sunday, the 2nd of April, under 18s, Premier Division, Oldham St. Anne's against Ince Rose Bridge. Division 1, Waterhead versus Portico Vine. In the under 17s, Wigan Springview against Salford City. And in Division. One of the under-16s, we've got Intros Bridge against Caddy's Head. Oldham St. Anne's against Waterhead. Division 2, Folly Lane against Blackpool Scorpions. Oral St. James against Rochdale Peelton Rex against South Trafford. And the under-13s, Premier Division, Waterhead Warriors against Wigan St. Jude's. Division 1, Clockface Miners against Rochdale Mayfield. West Bank Bears against Oldham St. Anne's. Division 2 of the under-13s, Charlie Panthers against Langworthy Reds. Saddleworth Rangers against Latchford Giants. And finally, in the under-13s, Division 3, it's Colchef Eagles against South Trafford Raiders and Haydock Warriors against the Bellevue Bees. Well, finally this week, a good news story from uh, from Salford Red Devils. Salford Red Devils gave one of their fans a day to remember recently by visiting the cancer, cancer patient Anthony McNaughty at the local hospice. Red Devils season ticket holder Gaynor Lee, a volunteer at St Anne's Hospice, asked the club if they could help Anthony's a daycare patient at the charity site in Little Hulton. So off went well Haraki and player welfare manager Gareth Carvel who visited the charity to present Anthony with a souvenir shirt. They also invited him to the Super League match with leaders Castleford as VIP guest provided an executive box for the family and friends and asked Anthony to carry the ball the match ball onto the pitch and lead out the teams. His presence obviously inspired the beloved, his beloved side, who ended the Castleford's unbeaten start to the season. Anthony said he had a wonderful day and can't thank Salford and St Hans Hospice enough for making it happen. I've been a Salford fan for 30 years and was in tears at the surprise visit to the hospice. I go to St Hans twice a week for complimentary therapy for my cancer and the team. There are superb. Every visit is special and brings a smile to my face. Just over a year ago, I was given between three and six months to live and I'm still here fighting so you keep fighting Anthony great to see you at the Salford game and hopefully we'll see you at another home game uh, very soon hopefully so uh, great great story that well done to uh, Gareth Carvel and Wella Haraki so that's all I've got for you this week so uh, big game Thursday night Salford against St Helens and I'll speak to you uh, next week Cheers Paul so what we'll do now, we'll talk about the game against Settlers on Thursday. It's time for the So, Sulphur Red Devils take on Settlers on Thursday at the AJ Bell Stadium, Paul. It's going to be a cracking game. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, two form sides, really. We look at St. Helen, they had a couple of shot results, really, didn't they? Mm-hmm. To Lee and, and, and Wakefield. But since then, they've, they've hit a bit of form. They've, they've got a good win away in the, 
loss against Catalan and, and he demolished uh, Warrington, didn't he? A good win this, this weekend. I mean, I back Warrington to win that game. I don't know why. <laughs> the form there, then. But, um, yeah, they, they did well. And Matty Smith, I think he came back, made his, uh, his second debut for, uh, for Saints in that game. So, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a tough prospect. And they've also signed that Zeb, Zeb Taylor as well, I think, who played at Catalan. So he's, he's slotted straight into their side. So, they're not going to be easy, St. Helens. That's going to be a tough game on Thursday night for us. Yeah, a bit of a slow start for St. Helens, Dan. Uh, but finding a bit of form at the moment, uh, it's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, they are. And, you know, the one player that's pushing them around the park at the minute is Theo Fares. You know, what, what a, uh, an influential player he's been for them. You know, I mean, the offload at Catalan to win the game was, God, it was incredible. And, you know, I, I, I liked Theo when he was at our place. I don't know where he got a fair share a fair shout in the in the side he wanted to play at half back, he was playing at hook, he was you know, he was playing everywhere and, you know, his his ability to, to lead them round, like you said, Matty Smith coming back into their squad, you know, he's he's, he's gonna be strong for them. You know, he he, he had a an injury free game, which is what they were looking at according to Kieran Cunningham, you know, they were looking at him doing quite well and um, you know, not picking up a, a further injury. So yeah, you know, uh, two of the three farm sides at the minute along with Hull FC, you know, we're the three of us are, are going really, really well up to now, so I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, got full of, full of big stars, Paul. Who's your, who's your, your, you know, your danger men to watch out for? Well, I think Matty Smith's good. Matty Smith's going to lead them on the park here, as, as Dan mentioned there, uh, T.O. We've just got to look at the pace. They've got Tommy Makinson, Jack Owens, that, that Percival and Adam Swift are quite a deadly partnership, aren't they? That person was a good goalkeeper, and that Swift seems to, to score every week. So they've got pace, haven't they, St. Helens? If they move that ball quickly, they've got they've got pace out wide. They, they you have to be be watching them there. But you know, there's a, there's a few players in there. You know, Luke, Louis McCarthy, Sky, but John Wilkin. I'm not so sure about them anymore. They, they're getting on a bit, aren't they? And you know, Tommy Lee in there. I mean, he never didn't set the house on fire at Salford, did he? So I'm not so sure. I think we've got the the players to match him. I think we've got the pack to match him. Like I said, I just think it's going to be just going to watch the right backs and you know, they like to move the ball quick out wide, don't they? So if we can. Uh, we can watch them out, out wide there and keep an eye on the centres and wingers. We, we should be OK. We can definitely match up with the forwards. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big forward battle. Uh, Dan Kyle Amo uh, for Saints. He's, he's a big player. Got Louis Mascarpi's car, Brook. You know, you know, big forwards there and our forwards are going to have to be up for it uh, on Thursday. Uh, yeah, they are. And, you know, but, but it's nothing that we can't match at the minute, you know, and that's something that, that's good for us. You know, you've got the likes of George Griffin, you know, Cap Charlie, Mossop, Adam Wong, Lamataza, you know, you've got the players that that can come off the bench and, and still have the same impact, and you know that's it, it's, it's brilliant. You know, they, they've got some big players like you've mentioned. You know, Liam McCarthy, Scarsbrook, Kyle Amor, um, what's the other forward call? Yeah, you know, they've got Adam Walker who, who, who was you know lined up to come to us. Um, so yeah, you know, they've, they've got a, a big side, and you know, we're gonna have to match them up front. But I think it'll be in the backs where the game will be won and lost because, like we said, you know, they've got some some really quick, you know, back three quarters. You know, Adam Swift, who's you know really really fast, but you know he's going to be coming up against Greg Johnson, who's also quite fast. So I, th I think it'll be the team that that manages to control the ball will come out uh, victorious, and I, I'm hoping, and uh, I, I'm I'm definitely you know confident that, that that can be us. Probably a little bit more pressure on Kieran Cunningham than Ian Watson, Paul. You know, Kieran Cunningham. Uh, the coach of St. Helens, now a legend of St. Helens as well, you know, a little bit of pressure building on him, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been keeping me in the League Express last few weeks and I know uh, they've, they've had a bit of people in 
and uh, you know writing letters in, and I think the fans of, of Burnley's back. And uh, well, my my father-in-law's a season ticket holder at St. Helens for his sins, and uh, he I don't think he's been that convinced with their performances this season. So um, don't forget we're above them in the league as well. We won four, they only won three. So um, I think there's pressure on St. Helens. They're always in a big side, aren't they? And uh, you know the, with with the history of the club and the last sort of twenty years, the trophies that they've won that they. They've had a barren few seasons, haven't they? I don't think they won a trophy for a, for a while now, so uh, their supporters are uh, hungry for one now. And um, Kieran Cunningham has got a pressure on him, I think, as, as a coach. So with us being at home, um, probably not a lot of pressure on us, but our fans are going to be expected now. We won two games on the bounce, and you know, I, I'm uh, expecting a big performance from us. Yeah, on Sky as well on Thursday, Dan. You know, we talked about making an impression, we talked about getting out there and, and getting our name into you know, potential new fans, ideal opportunity to turn up, put in a big performance and win and send our name out through the city of Salford. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a big game for, for everyone concerned with the club. You know, I think, uh, I can't remember the last time we sort of got three victories um, in repeat succession, you know, and it, it's going to be good. And, you know, I, I know we've rattled on about it a bit tonight on the podcast, but I'm just hoping that the fans do come out and support the lads. Because, you know, as, as we said, they're a great, you know, playing group at the minute, and the, the rugby we're playing is, is seconds and on. And I'm just hoping we can, you know, get behind the team, get down there on Thursday at the AJ Bell, you know, get your tickets, you know, ring the club, go down to the club, you know, start being a part of, of something. You know, and the, the fans sing a song about, you know, being part of something good. Yeah, I just think it's a huge game. If we want to, you know, make an impression, we want to the people of Salford to start believing and, and seeing what we're seeing, Paul. You know, we've got to come up with a big performance on Thursday. I'm just hoping that the players don't freeze under the pressure. No, St. Helens is always a big scalp, isn't it? You know, famous, famous club, St. Helens, out there, really famous club. And if you go back since Super League started, we've probably not. I'd have to check my stat book, but we've not beaten more than five or six times. I don't think at all. Um, so we've had some hidings off them as well, but last season was, was fantastic. You look at the atmosphere last season when we played St. Helens at home. It's the whole whole name of it. You you play Wigan Warrington, St. Helens and Leeds at home. These are the games you want to win and, and be involved in. The, the big names of the rugby league. So when St. Helens are in town, I think it, it's always special. And um, you know we've got we've got the players now. No, no, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, we didn't have the the names and the, the, you know to match their sort of players. And a lot of the games we won against them back then was just pure heart, wasn't it? But now we've got that class. We've got those players in there that can do the business. And um, we shouldn't fear anybody at home. Look at Castleford. They came to, to Salford a few weeks ago. The old, the old world and his mate was going on about how good they are. And Sky Sports were raving on about them going unbeaten. And we, we, we did the business. And um, no, I, I don't think we should fear anybody. And I'm, I'm confident we can get a result on Friday, Friday uh, Thursday night. Sorry. Yeah. Give us your score prediction, Dan. Uh, I'm going to go Salford 28 St. Helens 20 28-20 Salford How about you Paul? Uh, wrote mine down again Have you? Salford 24 Because Gareth O'Brien has been practising all week and he's going to kick all four goals <laughs> St. Helens 16 So I'm going to go Salford The mystery balls We'll get the balls out I'm going to need to get like <laughs> no. a, a ball clang, A ball clang, clang, clang. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Uh, I'm going to go Salford 36, St. Helens 6. Got a feeling it's going to be good on Thursday. I think we need to ask uh, Ryan Wilkinson again because he was really close last week. I know. Yeah, he was spot on, 
Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he, he'll never, he never don't let us, won't let us live it down either. He lets us know when he when he gets when he gets close. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I think I think the boys are going to be up for it. I think uh, you know after you know the win against Widnes, full of confidence. And like I said before, it's it's an opportunity to to put our team out and our club out, and the hopefully the people of Salford who don't go to the game will be watching it on Sky. We'll do another dem demolition job on St Helens this week, and they might think, well, we'll go down and watch them because it, it, this year is is our year. Hopefully, and we'll see what happens there. So that's the end of another podcast, Paul. Enjoyed this one. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. It's um, it's nice to be talking about a winning side at the moment, and like we were saying before, everybody's confident, and uh, I can't wait now for Thursday night. I mean, it's a short turnaround for the players, but for us supporters, you know, playing Thursday, I suppose it's a good thing you've not got to wait as long for the for the game. It's just a bit boring on the Sunday when there's no match ready to go to. But uh, but yeah, really looking forward to it. And look at the league table. If we were to win, we can go joint top. I think for for a day at least. Anyway, Castle got ten points. All have got ten and sort of leads. So if we were to win, we'd have ten as well. So uh, we could go like joint joint top on the on Thursday night. Yeah, big nice. big thanks for coming on the show. Dan, another great the great uh, performance on the show. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Always there to push the uh, the podcast forward. Uh, you know, keep keep going, and you know, on to next week. Cool. Obviously, while we're having a quick conversation uh, about other things that we can do on the podcast. Um, we've had a little chat, haven't we, boys, about players that have played for Salford who didn't really make the biggest impression, only played a couple of games. Um, do you want to add one name to the list, Paul? Well, me and Dan were talking to Carl to, to witness about that. You know, not so much one game wonders, but people who think, blimey, he played for Salford. I remember him now, but I wasn't too sure whether they did. But what I thought was Carl Hammond. I remember him playing a couple of games for us. Uh, don't know if you two boys want to share a couple right on the table. Yeah. I'll share a couple. I've got Paul Manson, standoff, mullet. Only played a few games for us, but uh, he looked good. I can't, you know, it's one of them where you think, you know, if if, it, if we'd have got him at a different time or you know circumstances would have been different, um, he could have been, you know, a player for us. How about you, Dan? Uh, I'm gonna go with the player I actually um, spoke to at the the recent Wakefield game, and um, he played uh, a massive part of Wigan. Uh, and then he went on to uh, Hull Sharks, as they were known, and then and then on to Hull FC, and that was uh, Craig Murdoch. Craig Murdoch, was he scrum half? Played, played a few games for us, decent scrum half. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick uh, Craig Murdoch's uh, hat in the uh, in the situation. So uh, all you the you know the listeners on the page and and the supporters, if you've got you know your your person who you know was a big name and had a game for Salford or had a couple of games that we that we mentioned. You know, even if you can try and get your starting 13 of, of one-hit wonders, as we keep calling them. Yeah, good idea. If you can add your, add your one-hit wonder, um, tweet us, Facebook us, let us know, and then we see if we can put a team together uh, for next week. So thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and White Line Fever Radio. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.